1: the scripture, Zechariah 2.5 over Faith City Outreach, where the Lord says, and I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guests, Pastor Oscar and Liz Aguilera from Iglesia Hispana Victory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They are a married couple, and they have an anointed marriage ministry. Um, Pastor Oscar and Liz, thank you so much for being on Faith City i'll Reach to share what God is doing in your marriage ministry called Two Better Than One.
2: Hello, thank Marina. You. Thank you for the invitation. We're blessed to be here with you.
1: Yes. You. I am so interested in knowing um, how you both met and got interested in or got into uh, this Anointed marriage ministry, two better than one.
2: Well, uh, we, we met at church at our <laughs> okay. youth group. It was yes. amazing. <laughs> so uh, we were uh, we met there. We we started going to the. Well, she was there. I I started coming to the youth group, and we met each other, and that was the start of everything for us. We 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 dated for a while there. Uh, then Liz moved to, to California to, to study at Biola University, and then I was left alone. So I, could, I had to go back, to, well, go all the way to California to make sure I, I married this beautiful lady here. <laughs> so, so I did. So I did. We moved to to San Diego later after we married. And that's where I guess that we discovered that we have a call. We, we, we knew we had a call before. Uh, Liz moved to my Viola University to study and to prepare in English, but she she knew that she had a call in ministry. Uh, I'm but
1: did you know in particular that it was marriage ministry? Oh, no.
2: No, I think we... Oh, no,
3: no, no. We realized
2: we had that, that call many years later. Later, yes. Yeah. Yes. That was afterwards in... in in, when we lived in San Diego, we connected with a different church over there and we started serving because both of us wanted to serve the Lord. But, but we noticed that we were, you know, because of work, family, uh, responsibilities and their ministry, we were growing apart from each other, even though we were Christians, married and, and wanting to serve the Lord. So we decided, OK, something's wrong here. We need to make sure that we work together and we grow together. And that's yeah. how realized we realized we needed this.
1: That's great. And that also gave you um, a, a learning experience for the marriage ministry that you're doing.
2: Right. Yes. Right. I, I imagine so many people get involved in church activities and work and their marriages are like left in second place or, or, or not priority. And that's, that's not right. We need to make sure we have the right balance.
1: Exactly, and I know that's really challenging. I hear that from a lot of pastors, um, Pastor Oscar or or Pastor Liz. How long have you served in the marriage ministry?
2: Well, uh, we we believe uh, we started about two thousand two. We were invited to to go to a small group at home where this.
3: No, actually, we opened our home for our Bible yes. for a marriage. Uh, classes or but it was a, study a home group yes yes
2: so we st- we connected there we were invited to to host it and we really learned a lot we connected completely with it we that's what we needed and when the our our teachers finish the uh the the uh the course the they told us you know it's your time to to give it to other people so they challenged us because we didn't feel that we were ready for that but once we started doing it, we started to, to prepare and to grow and yes. to challenge ourselves.
1: Yeah. So you opened it up to the community and the community really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, they started coming. They're starting going to church. And, and you know, it's, it's a way to, to reach people that do not go to church or to uh, help people that go to church both ways.
1: So do any of them go to your
2: church right now? Well, that was in San Diego. Yes, a lot oh, of okay. our leaders now, yes, the people that were attending to our group, grew, were discipled by us, and, and, and they still work, work at church.
1: Is a marriage ministry a necessity at every church?
3: Yes, I think so. Why so? Because the church is made of couples and families, and if we have a strong family, we have a strong marriage, then we're going to have a strong church it's definitely very, very very important
2: yeah sometimes you know people go to church but they they are not the church meaning that they don't live the, the the godly life i mean the life of respect of love and christ-centered at home i'm not saying most of them but some of them and marriage ministry help helps families to do that to to live in marriage that uh, Christ-centered life, not self-centered life, and, you know, bring those principles to to homes.
1: Explain the marriage class process of your marriage ministry. For how many weeks or months are your marriage classes, and how long is each class?
3: Well, we give our um, marriage classes every Thursday, nonstop um the way we do it is like we give like a lesson like 30 40 minute lesson and then in order to apply what they just um listen we um put them in groups in small groups inside their classroom and then we give them some questions and they have to share and answer those questions with uh, among couples in that order they help each other and they learn from each other and they make friendships and it's a really cool dynamic in which we see that it has really helped many couples not only to see that, oh, we are not alone in this. We are not the only ones struggling with this issue. Uh, and at the same time, we can uh, help each other learning from our experiences. And it's been a really good uh, Results. We have had really good results. we
2: have great results. And, you know, the the, the lessons that we give sometimes are, you know, sometimes comments on books like uh, Dr. Chapman and like Jimmy Evans and and so many great, great writers, doctors, and and psychologists. And we apply the Word of God and we help people, people, as Liz was saying, first of all, create a community. Mm -hmm. They have friends there, they connect, and they have... uh, a community of people that think and have the same values and purposes. Secondly, we help them talk because most couples don't talk about these subjects and they need to open their their hearts and learn mostly men how to open their hearts, their feelings, and be unashamed and be, you know, more proactive in this and, you know, help them to talk and, you know, solve conflicts that are hidden that are unforgiven that are so many things going on in couples that are you know you know in the back burner, and we help them come bring that out and 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 heal from those things, and st- start this dy- dynamic when they where they talk not only between the couple but also with other couples. So that really helps healing the the married couple's relationship.
1: Yeah. Now, Pastor Oscar, how would you get a man to open up and um, talk about their feelings or talk about <laughs> Even just have a conversation with their wife.
2: Well, pray, pray for him first. I mean, uh, I think when when men or women listen how a man thinks or a woman how a woman thinks, and and the dynamics and our mistake when they started listening to others like us, for example, talking about our own problems, our own, own difficulties, they are encouraged to start talking. So we try to guide them, you know, open your heart and we have rules. If he opens or up or she opens up, do not beat them, you know, as a retaliation because what, Mm -hmm. what they say, Mm -hmm. we need to learn to be mature to listen to the heart of the other person and have compassion, have love and have a respect. You know, we may not like what the other person feels or thinks, but we respect it and we, we we there's a truth behind that. There's a reason for that. Yeah. So we need to understand that.
1: Right. So do you also go even beyond that? Because there may be some, let's say, um, childhood experiences that they've right. seen. They've you know maybe witnessed their parents' um, parents' marriage, mm-hmm. and so they're just you know repeating um, learned behavior. Right. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, we encourage all of our, our uh, disciples, which are leaders in, in every group, to take this premar- premarital counseling because with that, they are more prepared to understand what's going on in their relationship. Even though they have several years married, well, as couples, we commit the same mistakes, mm-hmm. even though we have you know, all this time married. So we have a background. We have uh, traumas. We have experiences. We help them to heal, to understand what's happening in their hearts, their feelings, and their bad habits, too, you know, blaming others, not taking responsibility, uh, not able to be, have self control, watch the, you know, your words, your attitudes, and, you know, all of that. We try to, to understand it and to help them see it.
1: Yeah. And how long are the uh, peri- pre marital classes?
3: Um, we have our, our own premature course that we made and it's like 10 classes, maybe?
2: Yeah, it's about 10 lessons, yeah. but we give those in about six to seven uh, sessions, depending on the couple, yeah. depending which area they need to, you know, talk more about. <laughs> but yes, we, 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 we make like an anthology. We, we gather all this information from all of the different authors that we've learned from and we connected that with our YouTube classes. So there's oh, a dynamic good. where they read and they watch a video online. So that way they can, you know, learn and help other couples.
1: That's good. What if, or have you ever encountered a um, a young um, couple living together that um, have had kids that have been married, excuse me, not married, but been together for let's say, four years, and then they want to get married now, do you still recommend that they go through the premarital classes?
3: Yes, absolutely. Actually, many of the couples that are come to our classes, they are just living together. They don't mm-hmm. even know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we never push them. Right. We allow them just to experience what it is the life of a, a Christian couple so they see the difference and eventually they will say you know what we want to get married and we give them the same attention as um, just an engagement couple because they they want to now start like a new life in Christ doing the right stuff so they need to learn how to make it work right how how does the bible really apply in a relationship even though they were living together for many years now they can they are starting a new life but in Christ
2: right. <laughs> Yeah, we, we try to help them understand. It's not a document, like a, a legal document or a ceremony only. It's a new life. Yeah. And so once they learn what what is in the heart of God and what has been their struggles, their challenges, and what how should they solve them, they will be able to teach this to their own children. So that's, that's the way we approach it.
1: And do you ever have, like... Do you ever still uh, encourage the couples who have already, let's say, gone through the premarital classes to continue going through marriage classes? Do you still encourage the couples to do that?
3: Yes, yeah, definitely. Yes, because marriage is work. It's not easy. It takes a lot of work. (laughs) And anything that takes work is worth it. And we need to be prepared because life changes. Life Mm -hmm. is not easy we change and yes we change <laughs> so we need to continually keep growing keep growing and keep um um how do do you say maybe like um um sembrando? sewing yeah sewing in our marriage so it's a big challenge and definitely we always encourage people to keep to continue working in their marriage
2: yes everybody yes. prepares for, you know, getting a job or, or, or graduating from school to, to accomplish this career. And we get married and we never prepare. I mean, the most important thing, the most re- relevant thing, thing that we're going to have is our marriage, our family, yeah. you know, it's more long lasting than a career. So why not prepare? But it's also true
1: because we even prepare for the wedding. I mean, we buy expensive dresses. We prepare for the, you know, reception and what they're going to eat and all the, the decorations and so on and so forth. We prepare for that, but yet, what is really the most important part is preparing for the marriage. You know, preparing ourselves
2: mm-hmm.
1: for the marriage. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and we need to keep studying our our partner keep studying about <laughs> relationships. That's yeah. true. L- learning true. from them and, and, and how God, God designed us. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised how much I have been learning uh, in these last years about relationships and, and about my wife and about, you know, now I have a mar- we have a, a, a married do- a married daughter. So it is amazing how you continue learning. I mean, it's a process that never ends. So. That's so
1: true. Have you ever encountered, let's say, we know that we have some Hispanics um, that have, you know, traditional beliefs in how yeah. to have a marriage. How do you, um, let's say, deal with those cultural beliefs where they're not really helping the marriage? How, what do you
2: tell the couple? Uh, you mean culturally the, the, the challenge that we have, for example, in, in I, I can speak for Mexico. Um, I don't know maybe other like the
1: machismo. Yeah, exactly, like machismo. Yeah. Um, exactly.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely, we we our objective is the area of marriage, but uh, we must not forget that beyond that is for the person to know the Lord. That's our main objective. So we cannot change their cultural beliefs, the way they do things, or even the the bad habits they have before leading them to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So for, for example, a couple comes and we have trouble in our marriage. Help us. Okay, mm-hmm. first step, you need to submit to the Lordship of, of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, this will be constant because you have not submitted and your flesh is going to be raining. So we need to balance, you know, practical psychological uh, relationship situations but the spiritual uh, face of it or area is you know the 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 the, the most important thing here so we, we we help them that way okay this is the thing the the word has a structure we have this uh, scriptures that talk about the the structure of the our relationship with christ he's the head and the church Submits to the to the head of the lordship of the Jesus of the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, and then you have the family where the man submits to the Lord, and in some cultures they want the wife mm-hmm. to submit to the man, but they cannot submit to the Lord. I mean, they the the life that's why they are machos but bad leaders. Mm-hmm. And if we understand that we need to become first leaders under the lordship of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and then we will be able to lead our our homes. So that's the challenge. And that's our our main goal to help them understand that. And then it's more easy to a a wife, to not a man to to subject the wife. That's not the instruction of the word. But the wife will willingly submit herself to the leadership of the husband because he's loving, he's kind, he protects her, he takes care of her needs as the Lord takes takes care of ours. (laughs) So it's that understanding. So they need to learn... To learn from our leader, which is the Lord, so that's what we try to do. And this is another side too. On the on the problem with the culture in, in mostly in the U.S., feminism, and you know, this is the other extreme. So we need to deal with both. I mean, I will not submit. Wait, because you cannot have two heads. Go back to the word, and you know, and so we need to deal with both.
1: Exactly. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach with today's special guests, Pastor Oscar and Liz Aguilera from Iglesia Hispana Victory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They are a married couple and have an anointed marriage ministry. We are talking about what God has been doing and what he is doing now in their anointed marriage ministry. Two better than one. What are a couple important scriptures every married couple should meditate on and apply to their marriage?
2: Wow. Well, we have so many. <laughs> and I thought we were we had only two, but you know what? I would like to start Liz mm-hmm. with one that has talked to me lately very much culturally as we were talking, and that is Hebrews 13:4. And that says, let marriage marriage be held in honor among all so that that is give value to marriage yeah. because i gave it to you so it's honorable it's valuable do not make it common do not ch- change it you know it is of great worth yeah. so where to start in families families should honor marriage yeah. first couples mom and dad should submit to the word and not divorce work in their own marriage and make it honorable before their kids. That's the first place I would say we need to start working on. There are many. There are many others uh, scriptures. Do you want to mention some yes, of them? Yes, of
3: course. One that I really like is First Peter when he talks about uh, Peter talks to their wives, and, and he's saying, "Wives, to us, be subject to, to your own husbands, so that they, even if some do not obey the word, they maybe one without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct so Mm -hmm. I love when uh, how the words speak to us as as wives because sometimes something that I see very often is many women want their husbands to change Mm -hmm. to be a godly man of God or whatever they pray maybe for years Mm -hmm. for their husbands but they don't give any uh, testimony of their life in them and they 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 keep saying oh i'm leaving i'm waiting for my husband whatever but they when they you speak to them you see how they uh criticize or judge their husbands or the, how they talk back uh, uh, bad about them in in front of their kids or in front of their mothers or so they are not doing any favor to that so something that we need to learn as wives is that we need to be in the same team as the Lord. We are not going to change husbands. We can, we're can. never going to change them. We don't have the power to change them, uh, but the Lord ha- can. So what we need to do is to make a team with the Lord and be be responsible myself for what I need to do, what the Lord is asking me to do. And if the God says to be here, to, to have a respectful, even though sometimes we don't feel that he deserves it, when we do it in unto the Lord because of an act of obedience and faith, because it takes faith, a good marriage takes faith, it takes faith for me to believe that the Lord is going to do his work in my husband, even though I don't feel it, I don't see it, it takes faith. So I need to, or I'm going to believe in God and what the Word says, even though I don't feel too, um, talking to him in a respectful and honorable, honorable way, I'm gonna do it anyway because the Lord is telling me, telling me to do so. He's gonna, he's going to re, uh, reward my obedience to, to me. To him. Yes, to him.
2: Yeah, yeah. And when we see all these scriptures and the, the main uh, example that the Lord gives us, which is his own relationship with the church, we can see that is. Uh, relationship, as uh, Dr. Egerich mentions in his book, it's a a relationship of love and respect. Inconditional love, inconditional respect. And that is a challenging statement because it's countercultural. I will give you what you deserve, and I determine what is it you deserve. That's our culture right now. But the Word doesn't tell us that for, for marriage. And the Lord treats us with love, treats us with respect, even though we do not deserve it as church as a church. So we need to learn from that and apply that in, in marriage. And that is what we try to convey to married couples. You know, yes, it's hard. Yes, we are hurt, for, but we are hurting as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why we need to learn, okay, you need to work on this and forgive and love and respect. And that is the solution, not you know, running away and starting all over and doing, doing things all over again. You
1: bring up a really good point and they would have to, and even ourselves have to renew our minds to renew or to learn even what love is. I know some people, men and women need to know what love is. I mean, you know, they've, some have gone through trauma, some have gone through, you know, experiences of seeing, you know, their parents not having a healthy marriage or respectful marriage. So, renewing our minds, what the Lord tells us is to have love and respect, and only the Word can show us that, right? The way Jesus um, showed us love, the way Jesus yes. showed us, you know, showed respect.
2: Yes, 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 definitely young people you know keep looking looking at series in netflix and try to find mm-hmm. the definition of love there mm-hmm. and through culture through to music and definitely that's a source that is you know used by by youth and by all, by all people but the lord jesus showed us what is love and love is sacrifice mm-hmm. and we did not like that definition mm-hmm. but that is what brings worth to our relationships, that sacrificial love that we receive, first of all, so we can forgive as we are forgiven and we can love even the other person does not deserve it. And then we can start, you know, uh, lifting uh, our our loved ones that way, you know, showing what love is, loving them, forgiving, which is another key in love, you know, love forgives. And that's, that's one of the, best tools for married couples, you know, to be able to to forgive and forgive and forgive and, and show value, respect, honor. And that changes hearts because when you receive love like that, I mean, when you, met, you, know, when you meet the Lord Jesus, it changes your heart that you mm-hmm. acknowledge that you do not preserve it. Mm-hmm. But even though you don't reserve it, he gave it to you and he still loves you and he still believes in you and he still honors you. What can I do? You know, how I need to correspond to this love. I can love. I need to love him back. It's not that he forces me. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So the same same things happens in in marriage. When we forgive, when we love, when we honor, our hearts are changed with his love with, with the um, with the Holy Spirit working with us.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you take a couple through a process of forgiveness?
3: Wow, that's a, that's a good one. That's a tough one. <laughs> uh, what, what I do, I usually I always speak to them first about they feel forgiven by God because sometimes we don't forgive because we don't feel forgiven. Uh, and then I, let them, I lead them to, towards God's forgiveness, to receive God's forgiveness. And once they know what God's forgiveness is towards them, I think I, they're like in a more willing uh, scenario to, to give what they give, receive, so it is always good to 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 see what is inside of the person. Why you cannot forgive? What is blocking you to give something that you just received from the Lord? And usually, it's it's so easy for them when they they receive that forgiveness and they ex- experience God's forgiveness. For them, it's it's much more easy to forgive.
1: That's great. Do you think it's important for a married couple to know each other's love language i oh, i yes. do i think so
3: yes yeah yes. that's a really good way um to to get to know our spouse's needs how they how they receive their 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 love, and mm-hmm. for us to learn and how to it's a very proactive way to practice love in a very easy way.
2: yeah for me when when I first learned about this it was like a, Like uh, (laughs) surprising, it was like, oh wow, this is something amazing. (laughs) It improved my communication skills because I had none, so uh, I really was able to understand how does my wife think and feel, and why I'm not being able to tell her or to communicate to communicate properly that I love her. And the same thing, I understood why is she like she is. And why was she you know, brought up like, like she is right now? Because she received love a certain way in her family, so that's why. So it really helped me to understand, oh, she loves me, but she loves me differently than I love her. So it's really, really helpful for a couple to read this, to learn it, and to, to apply it. Because mm-hmm. um, th- uh, there are five languages, but I mean, mostly you use two i mean i know women like seven if, if there are five love languages they want so what
1: are the f- five love languages so one is words of
2: words words of affirmation, affirmation
1: physical touch physical
2: touch, physical gift, touch gifts,
1: acts of service acts of, yeah, acts of service
2: and quality mean, time
1: yeah quality time
2: okay. my wife says there's another one quality quality gifts <laughs> Quality I, I tell you that women <laughs> like seven instead of five, but yes, we're, we're learning.
1: <laughs> Pastor, um, well, this could be for both of you. Do men and women really communicate differently?
3: Yes, of course. Yes, we are different.
2: Yeah, in quantity okay. and in quality. Yes,
3: yeah. start <laughs> yes, so with, women. men are think different than women. We can never expect to our husbands to be our, as we are, or to think that the way we are. We are. And likewise, men cannot expect um, their wives to think the way they they think or speak or communicate. So, definitely, we are different in any in everywhere. Like men is different as women. We have different temperaments. We have different uh, tastes. We have uh,
2: different backgrounds well that's two people have those differences but yeah but i I would say that mainly i mean i mean I cannot generalize, but uh, I think uh men communicate more towards an objective that 's the main purpose of the communication, and women communicate more for the experience you know because communication brings them a, an experience like We go to the shopping mall, and I'm going to buy a a baseball cap. And I'm just going to that store, get to the cap that I want, buy it, and and that's it. I mean, that was my objective. But my wife will go and see other shops and, hey, we're not looking for that. Well, but I want to see. I want to learn what's here, what's new, what's the flavor, what's the other. I mean, and and she wants the experience, even though she will – get the, the, the same objective somehow, but we're, we have different uh, ways to, to approaching things. Yeah.
1: So how do you come together as one so that there is love and respect in that communications style?
2: You first. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, well, I think it's important for us to respect the way we are because God made us this way and Even though we, when we married, we decided to be one one flesh, as the the Lord said, we have to work on that unity each day. It's it's not something that comes automatically. It's something that we decide to to be together, to be united, to be one, to become one each day. Like, um, respect is really important. To understand each other is really important, Um, to, I did the in English.
2: Okay, that's fine. No worries.
3: You, you tell me, baby. Okay.
2: I... Yeah, I think, honestly, when we say, I do, we don't know what we're talking about. And then we start learning about it. Yeah. And from there, when we learn that we didn't know what we were doing, that's when we're starting to love. Because we are doing it uh, consciously and uh, willingly and we we need to learn to appreciate accept and value our differences because there's come up there comes a point when when you when she says why are you so different i don't know why are we this different and and men are like i can understand cannot understand you we are so different that's when we need to value appreciate our differences yeah pray for each other and
3: compliment each other
2: yes but we need to uh, not, not negotiate, but be willing to... to compromise. Compromise, yes, yeah, all yeah. the time. Okay. It's mm-hmm. sacrifice, you know. Yeah, okay, so. you know what? I do not like chick flicks, but because you like them, I'll go with you. Oh, well, I don't like coffee, but you like going to a coffee shop? I will go with you and we'll, we'll enjoy together what you like or what we like. and And we change, you know, in time. I started drinking coffee you know after how many years 15 years 20 years married I didn't never well I didn't drink, didn't drink a uh, hot coffee and I started after 20 years drinking coffee because I moved to Tulsa it's colder here and she liked coffee all her life and well I started doing that but you know we, we change over time but if we appreciate we really become as one we, we change and we look. We, we we develop tastes tastes, habits, yeah. and many things that we enjoy both of us. Mm-hmm. Because but we started committing, making small sacrifices, yeah. and then we started to uh, learn new things and, and enjoy new things.
1: And you brought up respect meaning that also there's no complaining, no nagging, right? When you respect.
2: Yeah. Well, you can disagree. I mean, respectfully. Right. You can say, right.
1: Disagree respectfully. Yeah. yeah. You, you
2: know, I didn't like this. You know, what you, right. you did uh, really bothered me or, you know, but you always keep respect. And that's the main thing, you know, because you will put the value of the person over everything else, yeah. over circumstances, over disagreements. You know, this is wrong. That happened. But you know what? You're more important for me than anything else. Mm hmm. And and that should be our attitude because that will really help us to you know work things better uh, in the long run.
3: Yeah, one of the classes that we give that I really like is when we talk about how to how to treat conflict in the relationship because conflict is part of our life and it's part of marriage. Uh, there is no one; it doesn't exist any marriage without conflict, and. Sooner or later, we have to realize we have a conflict, maybe with the kids or finances or health or communication or sex or whatever. So how it is really important to learn how to communicate those aspects of what I don't like because I don't think it's wise for me not to say nothing and just to leave it like nothing happened in order to have peace It's not right because I'm, I'm inside of me. I'm becoming, um, bitter. Yes. Bitter and resentful to my husband because I cannot speak to him what I feel mm-hmm. inside because I know he's going to get mad at me. So it's very important for us, for the, for the person that is hurt to learn how to approach the conflict or how to talk to um, his partner, her partner, about what is bothering us. And the other one has to be willing to to respect that and to accept that and to listen and mm-hmm. to be humble, to say, okay, I haven't looked in or I don't look, look at it this way, but I understand and I respect that. I'm, I'm going to be um, mindful of this and thinking about this. And it's really important to 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 uh, develop a good communicate a good communication skill in the in the in the area of um,
2: solving conflict. Yes, yeah, solving conflict exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So, how does the woman who, for example, like you said, um, is afraid to approach her husband and she wants to say something, she doesn't want to, you know, be bitter and hold it hold a grudge against him? When is a good time at, to share? her feelings with her husband and how should she share her feelings with her husband?
3: Yeah. There, there are so many uh, good examples that we can give. One of them, of course, is to pray first, right. pray for God to, to uh, work in their heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And for me, as example, if I am the, the one who's going to um, approach him and uh, of course, never, never approach him when I'm in a, uh, if I'm mad to him, if I, 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 make, I need to make sure to... Uh, to um, not that he's to in, be, in a good
1: mood, that he's, he's at peace.
3: Not, not only that, but me, not to be uh, mad at him. Reacting. Re- yes, because I'm going to react instead mm-hmm. of be wise and smart. Mm-hmm. So I need to, first in mind, if I am mad at him, I need to like, okay, I need to relax, I need to pray, I need to really think what I'm going to say and why am I going to say it. And because the the idea of approaching him is not to win a fight or to show him that I'm right and that you made you made a mistake, but to have an agreement. Because we're in the same team. So it's very important. All, something else that we always give is like to do like the sandwich thing in communication that you the technique. The technique that you always you always start saying something good to him, like positive. Yes, thank you, honey. Because you are a great husband to me and I love you and, and I still feel like I made the right decision to marry you as an example. And then but I need to, to talk to you something that is really bothering me. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I have in my heart towards you, and I don't wanna keep it in my heart. And then you you talk to him about this in a very calm way, no nagging, no complaining, no shouting. And then you end up but thank you for listening to me. I know you I know you um, my life is worth of view, whatever. And it has really helped because when you go into an attitude of attacking the person, Mm -hmm. that person is going to reject your, whatever you have to say. So we need to be very smart and very, um, really prepared for it. Yes. Yes.
2: And we, we try to, um, to go on our classes, on our courses. We try to give information, people to, to continue preparing, like reading about, uh, uh, some other books about this, about relationships, about, you know, love languages, for example, or uh, there's a book from Dr. Chapman, which is um, uh, Desperate Marriages, which is great, which treats specifically some of those cases, how to confront, how to mm-hmm. fix love, an alcoholic husband or wife, how to, you know, approach those those scenarios. So we, we try to bring resources, not only us to, to our to our uh, meetings. So, and that's important for couples to continue reading, continue developing themselves. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Our marriage is getting better or is the divorce rate increasing?
2: Well, I do not think that divorce rates are increasing. on the other hand, I think they are decreasing, but the alarming, and I I saw those uh, rates not only in Mexico, but in the U S as well. But the, the 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 rate that that is decreasing is a marriage rate. You know, less people is wanting to marry. Less young adults are wanting to marry, or at least they delay the marriage. So that's and that's common on our younger generations that do not believe in institutional marriage, institutional church, institutional everything. You know.
1: And where and is that, that coming from? from? Why is that belief there? Well, I, I believe it's our fault. Yeah.
2: or their parents. Mm-hmm. That's no no excuse. I mean that's our fault. Are, as a government, as a country, as a family, as a church, we've made many mistakes and that's why our children do not believe in it. So we need to fix it for them, you know. And do you I think apologize. this? Is- Go ahead. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I do you think this is happening also in third world countries? Of course. Yes. Of course. The same?
2: Yes. I, I can speak a little bit about Mexico, for example. It's mm-hmm. mostly Catholic. And, you know, Catholicism is suffering as well over there because all of the, you know, abuses, all of uh, the things you see and not being, you know, loyal to the word of God. I mean, even as a Catholic, Catholic, you can be loyal to the word of God, but there's so many things that the religion has done bad or even mm-hmm. Christianity has done bad. Yeah. So we need to fix it. We need to. And and the way to do is be transparent, be yeah. honest, yeah. as as you know uh, priests or pastors, church parents, you can say, I made a mistake, I'm gonna fix it, I'm I'm gonna correct this. Mm-hmm. And if we continue to be arrogant yeah. and being Pricey. you know prideful, this is gonna continue.
1: So we each other and toward our kids. Yes. So if you meet a uh, young couple who have been living together for a few years and they go to your church um, and they're Christians, newly Christians, Mm -hmm. and they respond to you and say, well, we don't need to get married. What would you respond to them?
2: Well, we love them. Mm -hmm. We we teach them, you know what, Uh, you are more than free to decide whatever you decide to but this is what the word of god says and we love you and we want you to continue learning and continue praying about it and mm-hmm. you know let the lord guide you and and the reason's when we want you to mar- get married is not only for yourselves if probably they mm-hmm. don't live in marriage because of their experiences mm-hmm. we want to help them heal you know and and try to understand those experiences mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that the word of god is not giving you the best design for a couple to be in this safety place called marriage. And they, they can argue, well, it is not safe because this and that had happened. Well, that's an abuse of the design of God. That's not the use of the design of God. But if you live in the design of God, not only your marriage, but your children's and your you know generations will enjoy the blessing and the design of God. Yeah. So we try to encourage them and love them in that Mm -hmm. attitude, in that. Mm
1: -hmm. Sure. And because they've been, you know, hurt from the church. And if we don't continue to love them, then they're definitely not going to, you know, um, get married.
2: Right. Fulfill God's
1: plan for their lives.
2: Yes. We we do not, you know, have the approach of, well, you have to because of the word of God says so. Right. Well, we're not really valuing valuing the the, the human being. So Mm -hmm. we need to try to... the word of God says, th- says this, this is, but we are not obligating you to do this right now. Right? Mm-hmm. We want you to take the decision yourself, but we're going to help you understand. We're going to help, we want to understand you, but we want to keep encouraging you to understand the whys of God.
3: When they sense that they, they, we care for them really a, as a person and that we want to help them, even though something like, For example, they call me and um, she wants to have a counseling because she wants to leave home or they want to get separated, even though they have kids, Mm -hmm. though they are not married. I always try to encourage them. You know what? Even though you are not married, you have a family. Mm -hmm. It's worth fighting for your family, for your kids. And why don't you uh, come to our classes and learn how how it works? How could it work? um, It's worth it you are loved and you're special and God has a a meaning and and a purpose for you and your, and your, and your um, boyfriend or whatever you call it. And and that's where I love our classes because I see the results, how they come. Sometimes they come just, they don't even know where they're coming to. And they, they, they always, um, End up loving it. I say, oh, I really like this. I never thought it was about this. They they thought they were gonna just a religion class, but we always try to do a really um, simple, really practical, and always in love.
2: (laughs) And it's been uh, very uh, encouraging to see couples, you know, twenty years living together or or a couple years living together, wanting to get married. You know, we receive, oh, can we have the premarital counseling because we have decided to get married so that's so amazing to to see that and 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 they their faces you know guilt free yeah. they feel forgiven they feel they're they're doing the right things for them and for their children so it is a blessing to be you know testifying this
1: it's so true you know you bring up a really good example because my father-in-law and my mother-in-law they were living together for like over 20 years and they just got married last year and my Mm -hmm. husband and I were so happy for them. Mm -hmm. And now they're serving the church. They're serving in a homeless ministry and they just, they're just so different. They're just so different. Mm -hmm. And we were, we've been praying for them for a long time, but it was just so beautiful to see the change and transformation. Oh, you bring up a really good example. But I want you to share another testimony of a couple or couples that you've recently met that you've just seen the transformation. Oh,
3: we have so many. Uh,
2: yeah. Maybe just do one, another one or two,
1: well,
2: just real quickly. I can tell, uh, I, uh, the, the oldest couple that we have married, they were in their 90s, and they decided to get married. So that was a blessing and an honor to, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. and uh you had a another testimony
3: yeah well for example, we have our team we don't do it by ourselves we have a, a team of we are 10 couples mm-hmm. and uh, all of them they're starting in our most of them they're start. actually they, i think all of them they started coming to our classes because they needed help mm-hmm. and their uh, relationship was really healed and now they're sharing to other couples and helping and they're even helping they help each uh, they help them. us yes yeah, they are teachers also and they give us to help us to give the premarital classes so it's really uh, um, rewarding yes. for us to mm-hmm. see their growth and how they love um, the other couples because they they were um, healed mm-hmm. And now they help other couples mm-hmm. to take So it's really, it's really, it's a blessing to see how really the the, the, the word of God works.
1: Amen. What is new in your marriage ministry that you want people to know about?
2: Well, we are launching for pretty soon our premarital counseling. For now, it's in, it's in Spanish because we it is connected with YouTube with some you know s- small uh teachings that we have there so it's a a, a different design that, that the book connects online with different classes and we're launching that pretty soon and but we have our, our our different areas how to heal with uh with an infidelity or you know this this type of talks we have on youtube at oscar e y oscar white list dot uh that's the name of um of the youtube channel and but we have uh, we, we have so many things going on. Normally So on have, the
1: YouTube you just go to Oscar and Liz.
2: Oscar why Liz.
1: Oh Oscar why Liz, okay
2: Yeah, it's in Spanish.
1: Okay. Oscar y Liz. <laughs> okay. What hope and biblical support can you give to married couples struggling with their marriage right now?
2: Even newlywed couples. What well, hope or the marriage is it's a union of three actually it's a union of god with you and your wife and when you understand it that way you take a burden from your shoulders because most couples think that i am getting married for two ways for my wife to make me happy or i have to make her happy and it's such a big burden for couples to carry that because we are unable to do that. Mm. So, the source of everything in our relationship is the Lord. Yeah. Once we learn, we submit to Him and He brings that grace into our marriage that He heals, He supplies, He fulfills, He gives that happiness that we all of us want to reach. But this happiness is not a, an objective, a place, it's a, a process. That, that we obtain that we get through submitting to him and we get that fulfilling that knowing that he is blessing us he is uh, filling all the, all those gaps that we have in in a human way
3: and i will say also that um for a couple that is struggling not to fight alone to 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 seek help that there is help all mm-hmm. out there sometimes we don't especially at church we don't like to go and seek for help because we feel like we have to show a, a face like we are perfect <laughs> when we sometimes we we are not even though we were serving yeah. in, in our church in, in san diego sometimes we we need to go to our pastors you know we're struggling in this era we need help mm-hmm. and i think it's no it's it's wise to do that so we need to be mindful that we're not alone and there is always help out there
1: yes Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Liz and Pastor Oscar, for sharing your um, blessed marriage ministry on Faith City Outreach. May God continue to bless it and expand your territory so that many different states and many different nations and countries can benefit and be blessed by it too. Uh, Please end in prayer for whatever the Holy Spirit is uh, just touching your heart to pray for.
2: Yes, definitely. Yes. Thank you, Holy Father, for this opportunity to share those uh, areas of work that we need to to focus as a church in this dangerous times, Lord, that chaos is all over the place. In families, it's not the exception, Lord. We ask you that you give us the grace as a church to help marriages grow, to help families to be healthy, to seek him, seek you, Lord, and keep unity in marriage and in family with you, Lord, you guiding us, us submitting to you. Lord, and, and we pray for all those, those pastors that have this big burden in their churches, Lord, that they see the struggle, they see that, that division. But in Jesus' name, we pray for a new yes. grace that you help us as pastors to help families and keep couples together submitted to you loving you, forgiving, Lord. And we pray for our nation in Jesus' name that you will heal, heal our land in this time of danger. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Faith City Outreach can be heard Monday through Sunday at 4 p.m. Arizona time and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Psalm 117. Praise the Lord all you nations, extol him all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Salmo 117 Alaban al Señor naciones todas, pueblos todos, cántanle alabanzas, grande es su amor por nosotros, la fielidad del Señor es eterna, aleluya. Alabado sea el Señor.
0: You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you, from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.